Well, hello there, my friends and all the other listeners. Hold on. Okay. Let's. <laughs> no, no, we're keeping no. it. There it is. Oh, we got to keep going. <laughs> there it is. No. Oh, no. You've First done it. Take we're we're in the pirate episode. radio. There's no do overs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that gives me a great idea for a theme. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Okay, you can start over. No. Yeah. Used to be four ordinary teenagers. <laughs> Uh, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful uh, afternoon of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We go by the afternoon now. That's our new unit. We only Saturday do afternoon Tuesdays. No, it's still morning. <laughs> it's morning and title only. Uh, Great. I, well, yeah, welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And I am Andy. And we're the uh, we're the animated podcast about real cartoons. And, uh, you know, we're here and we've been actually we've been sitting up in the saddle for uh, for a long uh, horse ride into the the <laughs> cowboy area. I think that's what they call it. Yeah. The cowboy area. The yeah. the wild cowboy zone the where cowboys the run Mesa. free. <laughs> they eat guns. They <laughs> live on. They drink hats. Yeah, they drink their their ten gallon hats. You did That's touch on a, on a gallon. on a piece of Saturday morning culture that I wanted to to talk about because I think even as a kid, like <clears throat> there's something so deeply shameful that as the Saturday morning drifts into real afternoon and you're still like just just at the tv just eyes glazing over that uh, everyone else like, in your house is finally yeah, getting has up. gone has left the and they've they've just sat you in front of the tv to wither away yeah like if you're still in pajama pants after three <clears throat> o'clock and you're not sick <laughs> then you in trouble <laughs> yeah like there's no good tv on at that point you're just you're just taking the you're path just, of least you're just resistance. there watching reruns of Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> All the good news shows stopped at like eleven thirty or noon. What's your problem? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I I I, w- I have a secret second video love games, for the like for the the like garbage Saturday morning or not like Saturday afternoon programming. The Andromedas and the and the Beastmasters. Oh. oh man, the Hercules live action Hercules. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> don't. Don't you make fun of my favorite show. Is it live action Hercules? <laughs> God, no. it's so bad that Kevin Sorbo is just a complete <laughs> penis hole. Because <laughs> he's a bad one. He's not good. He's I not don't a know good anything man. about him. He's a real, is he a troublemaker? Yeah, Kevin Sorbo is, is, <laughs> is, is like uh, when you look at a, at a dead bird and you're like, I, this is bad. <laughs> but, but I'm not going near it. Right. <laughs> That's not my responsibility. That's nature's no. problem. No, but we will. We'll nature always... made this mess, and nature will clean it up. <laughs> so this this cowboy zone is a real no sorbo zone. He, he's <laughs> yeah, we've not got allowed. A strict a, a zero sorbo <laughs> policy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, do we want to? We want to. Uh, 
about a little bit. We should probably every now and again remind people what the hell this show is because this could be someone's first episode. Sure, that's a fair point. Yeah, we should. That's we true. Could, uh, this could be Kevin Sorbo's date. first episode. <laughs> Sorbo, you peeved. put the I fucking you headphones what? down. Sorbo, Sorbo is go. incensed. Go. Sorbo, go. <laughs> Sorbo, go. Kevin, Sorbo? you can't be here. Um. Yeah. So we do. Uh. We watch. We watch. Uh. Old eighties and nineties cartoons. Uh, at any time, we're watching three shows, sort of week to week, episode by episode, and we do that as our normal format. And then every month, we have a special episode that we sort of uh, use at our discretion to do whatever the hell we feel like uh, doing. And uh, we have a, a lot of fun backlog. We've been doing this since uh, what September? We started in the summer. Yeah, I guess we started dropping them in September. Yeah. Yeah, so it's if about, you're about six months. Why we're still doing Digimon? It's because we are trapped in the digital world, <laughs> and we have not escaped yet. Someday yeah. we will come out. I don't know when. I still haven't had my episode where I found my tag. Dude, Digimon starting to throw those ho- starting to throw some real heat around. Yeah, and it's we can talk true. about it later. I, I I quite I was I found myself really looking forward to watching it this week, which yeah, for the last too. couple had been a little bit of a chore. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, Austin whined enough before we started that we should start with Silverhawks. So I guess we'll bow uh, to his will. Yeah, and that's good. I like that a lot. Great. Couch out to the many whims of our of our whimsical uh, master. And present uh, to me my metal space boys, please dance d- dance the jig he has bequeathed to us. <laughs> so let's lasso ourselves up a a, a cow pie and. Hit the dusty cowboy trail. Love Am it. I doing that right? You, I, I love you it. Are. I okay, love good. it. Good. All right, everybody. This was episode nine of Silverhawks called Sky Shadow. Uh, our little summary goes as follows. Munstar and his evil gang capture Tallyhawk so they can make their own version of him. Sky Shadow. Oh, yeah. Uh, a note for Kevin Sorbo, our first, uh, our new listener today. Uh, we do refer to Monstar as Munstar for comedic reasons. Trust me, it was funny if you were there. It was funny uh, at the time. I'm getting so sick of all of the star things they keep introducing <laughs> to this show, though, that every time I have to say the word star, I you just, sort of just die a little forward. bit more. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a mandatory suffix, I think, for really everything that's introduced. Yeah, it's not it's not good. Let's just let's just put a big period at the end of that sentence. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so this episode is basically. Uh well in under to, uh, in order to understand this episode or appreciate it I think we need to look back first Monstar before has wanted all of the gold in the galaxy he's wanted to hold it ransom with a giant laser he's wanted to control the moon uh mm-hmm. and now he wants a bird a I bird like of his very own now I want a, a bird, bird as evil and mean as he I wants am an evil bird <laughs> I want my own bird but I want Which, it to be like, better than their bird and I want it to birds. kill their There's, bird. <laughs> There are no nice birds. All birds are evil and mean. <laughs> All birds are assholes. <laughs> yeah. They... 
Yeah, it's like that friend that you have who's really cute, so everyone kind of like wants to be close to them, but then when you spend enough time with them, you realize that they're just completely worthless inside. Uh, that's every bird. Well, Andy's dealing with a lot of trouble this week, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to the fact that, like, if you think about there, there are some animals that are capable of existing within a, a range, right? Some cats are good and some cats suck. Yeah. I just haven't met a good bird. Yeah. You know <laughs> They're all they intensely selfish. Birds of a feather are all as shitty as Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> they do yeah, say birds, that. Birds are the Kevin Sorbo of the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what I what I love about this first like the first moments in this episode like they identify that okay Tally Hawk is really annoying he spies on us all the time so we want like something like that that's better and more awesomer and right they specifically mention yet again that the reason Tally Hawk is awesome is because he's partly metal partly and partly, metal, real. partly real <laughs> and like that's so great that they're still doing this they still think that's cool like it's so abundantly clear to me now that like these losers have never had like a good original thought like they got past some cool they got past some some good concept art Mm. and and just followed through on absolutely none of it every single idea they introduce is terrible from like the hawks deploy your heel jets oh my god that's in this episode They've used nets uh, I, again. They use nets again. More nets. <laughs> uh, I also, and as I was writing down this like little mini rant, is the most just like egregious animation fuck up that I've ever seen make it onto live television. Oh, where really? Yes, man is just flying halfway up for no reason. Oh, oh yeah. really? He's just kind of slithering. Yeah, like these these guys, the this ground? fucking JV squad of animators doesn't know how to make a snake <laughs> go downstairs, so they've just levitated him. <laughs> That's the first thing they teach you in animation school. It's that classic snake in the stair episode. <laughs> it's that famous piece of art, snake descending staircase. It's what they use for everybody. You got to know this. You got to know the snake game. I think it's what they know based. how snake do. It's what they based that uh, Snakes and Ladders game off of. It's the, right. the classic animation t- uh, uh, exercise. Um, it's it's just, yeah. I think we all agree. There's a lot of low effort going on in every episode that we've watched of this show. Yeah. But I have to give them credit here. And I, I don't know if you guys know this yet. But so we, we, we have this plot. We've got Tallyhawk, who's sort of like Quicksilver's little animal companion, right? And... Star wants his own, and so we make the Sky Shadow, who will come back. I know that for a fact. Yeah, I checked that too. And <laughs> this feels not like only... a time-wasting setup episode, and it was. Oh, for sure. But not only does it come back, when I think the next time we see it in a big way, the rest of the Silverhawks, like Steelheart makes them all Hawk companions. <laughs> Every single fucking what? main character gets their own Hawk companion. And the only reason I knew this or went to look it up is because we follow like one of these like old toy Instagrams where they keep posting images of like cool vintage toys. And I saw oh, okay. a copper kid with a little hawk in in the same packaging. And I was like, he, he has, a little, he has a little copper hawk. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I dove down this like little rabbit hole and I found out that mm-hmm. they all have fucking hawks. And so it's just it's it's all toys. It's never not been toys, but it's so toys in this episode. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially the fact that the Sky Shadow, who initially is some sort of like dragon bird. And so I was going to call him a bat crab. Yeah, I was roboticized <laughs> into like a crab bat or a <laughs> crab dragon. Yeah. The crab well, part like is crab what's dragon. really throwing me off. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine imagine a creature shaped like a, a red Batman batarang. And then at the front points of each wing are crab claws. Crab claws. <laughs> it's yeah. so freaky. Yeah, the 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 entire plot of this episode is I mean they they want to use they want to use the sky shadow as a weapon, but also they just are really frustrated by Tallyhawk. Basically cuz <laughs> Tallyhawk be doing all the work up around here. Yeah. And the, but then they get Tallyhawk and they're like no, don't kill him. We need him alive. Well cuz they got to do some sort of like code transplant to get all yeah. of his like super cool code yeah, they gotta they gotta shit. they gotta get his code but essentially their main problem was the fact that telehawk exists yeah yes and so you know <laughs> they really could have you know cut out the middleman there uh i suppose that's a fair point yeah i mean i was too distracted by the quantum powered thermo lasers <laughs> that they start <laughs> Uh, oh that yeah. delicious chewy mouth treat was all I could <laughs> uh, all I could hear as I as I <laughs> wormed it around in my mouth. Yeah, uh, there was also a uh, right. So they pull a Sesame Street and they follow that bird and they capture Tally Hawk. And then um, then you have Quicksilver who gets the the coordinates to go find him. And it's in it's 27 degrees gamma sector. Which yeah, is that's a little bit right, but yeah, somewhere in space, and it's just straight to Brinstar. I, I had that same note. That's like, don't they just know where where Brinstar is at this point, or is yeah. it all moving? Space is is many directions, and twenty seven degrees. Many directions. Twenty seven degrees gives you nothing. No, <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, shame on you, Silverhawks writers. This was the worst part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this was a pretty big stinker. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, when when Tallyhawk is flying around, uh, when he sends those coordinates back, the uh, this is not so much a a a a dunk on Silverhawks as just something that's aged very poorly into the modern era. Mm -hmm. uh, is things that aren't cameras being used for cameras? Okay. I don't. I just think uh, they they tried to sell it as something cool when it's like something like oh. you know spy cameras and stuff. Like when something is a camera, and I'm just it's it's so thoroughly unimpressive now. Like they couldn't have known everything in our. We carry <coughs> five cameras in our in our pockets. And our refrigerators email us when we're out of milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Monstar wanted an, his own bird to get better like surveillance but he already in every episode seems to have that same villain power yeah. perfect surveillance yeah. all the time every time no matter what anyways but you know whatever i guess it could be better could be more of a crab bat yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so we get we get uh our our favorite increasingly inaptly named Windhammer, uh <laughs> who continues to use his tuning fork to say he's making weather but really it's just more lasers i wrote down i wrote down watching the episode windhammer windhander windhammer is basically thor if everything about thor sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's an 
he's an ugly, lame <laughs> Thor. Absolutely. And then they... So, okay, so you talked about nets, right? So this is going back a little bit, but I'm just briefly. Melodia actually uses like a regular fucking butterfly net to try and catch <laughs> fucking Tallyhawk. And that doesn't work. And then later, yeah, what they surprise? succeed with, with uh, Windhammer uses his like, I don't know, cyclone, space cyclone tuning fork bullshit and kind of makes a net out of lasers and that's how they get it. So they do two nets in this episode. More nets. Just, yeah, he I also freezes them solid count. with a space blizzard. Oh my god. There's a there's a lot that uh, that I'm willing to forgive, even in a show like Silverhawks. Uh, and Windhammer really pushes my my. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm almost done with Windhammer. I never really want to see him again. Really hammers your wind. <laughs> uh. Okay, so the problem is that when they're doing the, like, transplant of code bullshit, that it can't be interrupted, says Hardware. And then, you know, Quicksilver shows up, and Munstar uses that same thing that he calls the Light Star, because everything has star. It's his, like, eyeball laser thing that he did in the very first episode to tame Skyrunner. Right. And he, like, tames Quicksilver. Yeah, and he makes him docile and compliant. Yeah, which is like <laughs> actually really frozen. scary. Yeah. Like that could be used a lot better than it is. Like I hope yeah, that actually is, becomes a thing later. He's been bearing the lead on that one. Yeah. Uh yeah. But then the yeah. the Steel Twins show up and they get whammied by the light star. And uh And only their desire to you know, uh to, to be twi- twist their to mangled nethers friends. together in a in a in a hawk mesh. Uh, breaks the spell. Not every pair of twins wants to fuck, Rory. These two deaf want to fuck. They send each other, like, little brain notes that's like, hey, sis, if we love each other hard enough, we can break this spell. And that's exactly what happened. Well, but once they do that, too, uh, they, they free Quicksilver by blasting him, I guess? Yeah, just they, with they lasers. They just shoot him with some fun lasers or whatever. And yeah. then he's like, about time you steel geniuses figured it out. <laughs> like he's being pet he's being like cranky about it. Like it took yeah. you long enough to solve this impossible conundrum. Come <laughs> like on. That was that Come was on, in Quicksilver. Do you want us to help you at all? This is this is <laughs> twin telepathy one oh one. You guys should figure that out. Ugh. Quicksilver could not be more unlikable. <laughs> no. I hate he's so bland. I mean he's I think so I mean, shitty. <laughs> the, the joke aside, the reason I, I attach to to the joke about the Steel Twins is because there's just so little to grab onto with yeah, this show. Yeah, they have like, nothing. The yeah. characters have absolutely no describable traits, and we're right. nine no. episodes in. No, Steel will like sports, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that when they freed themselves from the Light Star, he goes, touchdown. And Bluegrass <laughs> likes the cowboy zone <laughs> yes he does bluegrass does love his from the folksy, planet of the cowboy terms <laughs> yeah uh but i do hope bluegrass actually well i know he's from earth but but like what if he the, came from the planet of the boys pla- yeah the planet of the cowboys Oof. like a Mesa scenario <laughs> <laughs> i will always be okay it's one, with it's the one of your classic Mesa scenarios <laughs> <laughs> Sir, looks like we've got a classic Moo Mesa. 
Kobayashi Maru Mesa. No um, win, a no win, roommates. This scenario. Oh God! I so so somebody dig me out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> I realized we we skipped my favorite lines of the episode that actually like made me smile for the one time when we were watch when I was watching. Uh, Melodia and uh and Bluegrass are having yet another mid space music laser showdown, and she says like i'll rock them and then i'll roll them and i'm like oh, okay okay <laughs> oh, and then boy. and then uh bluegrass says no offense lady but those notes don't make up my favorite tune and to follow that up quicksilver then says don't release till you see the whites of her keys oh my god i didn't <laughs> <That> was... uh... <laughs> oh. And for a moment, everything was redeemed to me because <laughs> oh, I I dumb. will I will go to bat for a bullshit line like that every day. If you're gonna be a shitty show, you at least have to give me some of that. Yeah, and they do occasionally deliver. Oh, I love it. I've got another straight question. Okay, that's been bugging me. So hardware, the character <laughs> is like. In this episode, too, he's he's just sitting down. He's not hanging out or going through space all that much, but he's sitting down at the computer, and he still has his goddamn sleeping bag rolled it's up on his back. It's gotten bigger since the last time we saw him. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's cartoonishly is, huge. That thing is gigantic. Does he does he sleep? Like, does he have a home? Do you think? Maybe, maybe it's, like, filled with incredibly heavy rocks or something, and it's like a, a, a penance, like some sort of sisyphus or atlas situation like he he's atoning for some prior wrong but does he go out to the brinstar like park bench and just camp out at night like well <laughs> he was asking about getting paid earlier yeah he doesn't have a home he doesn't have anywhere to go to <laughs> I, I think he's homeless <laughs> i think he's a man with with no place to be he's a man of no country and he lives and he sleeps out and he roughs it and he all he wants is monstar's love and Boy, maybe a house. And maybe a house. <laughs> <laughs> and to fuck with a dragon crab from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, and to play in the mud with a dragon crab. <laughs> it's, I mean, what, what red-blooded American doesn't want that? Now, at the end, though, too, there was a moment that caught me off guard where the Sky Shadow was damaged and crashed. Uh-huh. And hardware was legitimately torn up about it. Oh, yeah. He was kind of he was the Rancor guy in Return of the Jedi, <laughs> who was like sad about his monster. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you did your best or whatever it's, the fuck he said. It was yeah, it yeah. was kind of sad. It's it didn't funny make me feel anything, but it was kind of sad. It was it was just funny that the one like weird genuine emotional moment this episode came between a <laughs> b- between a homeless toad and and his crab bat <laughs> robot. <laughs> uh, did anybody else like catch on to the the weird uh, punching scene with uh, with the steel twins? No. Uh, early was that oh, early punching on? Punching the door. It's open, early. Right? It's uh, two thirds of the way in oh, when they're where they're punching the door. That's right. They're punching stuck the, door the door and they like grab their wrist and then their fist jiggles and then I guess that makes them punch harder. Yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but it was it was very out of place. It was a completely un each of them my brain was able to comprehend it. Each of them yeah. has one real arm and one metal arm, and they gr- they made a fist with the metal arm and they grabbed their arm they grabbed the metal arm with their real arm and it almost looked like they were trying to imply that the 
they were like adding strength from both arms <laughs> into one punch. But like, I don't that's think that's that works. generally how that works. Like that, and mm-hmm. I I gotta give credit where credits due. Nine episodes in, there's finally like a kind of cool shot of the the uh, the bicep lasers, like visually. Yeah. Um, when Steelheart crosses her arms and does like a double tap with them, I was like, okay, that's what they should all be doing always, not this weird like arm flex move, because it's so hard to make a make an I- elbow cannon sexy. Yeah. I'm not remembering it's that so, specifically. It's so obtuse. Are they doing yeah. like a like a Wakanda Forever kind of thing? Is that yeah. what, she, what she does? Like when you say she crosses her her arms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of fun. I, I like that. I like that. I don't know. We're grasping at things to like because this episode was pretty upsetting. Yeah, the, the uh, show upsetting. is I think always the w- like one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they make sometimes they make these small movements in like serializing content or. Mm-hmm. You know, like bringing adding, that taxi guy back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or getting ridiculous characters uh, like Snake Eyes. Oh, my wife. <laughs> is that him? Was that Snake Eyes? Is that his name? A poker no, his face. Name, his a name poker is Poker Face. face. Thank you. Poker Face. Uh, I, love a man who, I love a man who can say no with his eyeballs. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah. And then they just keep ruining it somehow. <laughs> I, think, I think the most upsetting thing to me is just the design of Sky Shadow. I mean, we talked about it. Being just this terrible bat, you know, batarang bat crab thing, but it has no moving parts. Right, it's, it's an inanimate. It's, kite. it's so easy to animate because they just, it's just a still frame that they can just move about because <laughs> because it doesn't flap wings, it doesn't do anything. It just like they just shoot it from above and you see the thing and it then it like turns and yeah, flies somewhere else. Like there's no animation metal, involved. Partly kite. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh well. I mean, what are you gonna do? They gotta, they gotta save money somewhere. They're doing like a big old fifty-some episode order for this, and yeah, they can't all be good ones. Well, they, they, they could, I can don't any know. of them be good ones? Can any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show. Well, like as much as I, as much as I am thoroughly enjoying watching these, like yeah, it's so ironic at this point. <laughs> For sure. I think the, the fuse is, is getting short. Uh, let's move on to a, a sponsor message. Hey there, Austin. Hey, Rory. Hey, so this week we've got a new advertisement from a sponsor called Sweet Eggs. Yeah. And uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what they're all about. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I am thrilled about Sweet Eggs because Sweet Eggs is the latest and greatest uh, dessert sensation because I am so tired of like the ice cream man rolls up. You know, you hear that song, you get real excited, you run up to the to the truck and what do they have? It's all cream based. It's all it's all milk. (laughs) It's nothing but ice cream. And, you know, there's nothing, nothing for me who's who's allergic to dairy. And I want to, you know, that's what I want. I want that that good flavor. Uh, and I want it. I want my dessert to come from a barnyard animal. Because that's just where the flavor lies. <laughs> and that's when somebody, um, Kenneth Morgan Stapleton, had the brilliant idea to come up with sweet eggs. And so it's you take an egg you sort of you hold it really tight in your hand 
Um, and then you dip your hand into liquid nitrogen. Mm. And then once the hand is removed, it's like you essentially create a snow cone from shattered hand, egg parts, Shat- and there's sugar in there. Uh, it's, I gotta say, the flavor is insane. The flavor is insane. And you, you pay a bit of a premium, but... Well, your hand, right? You can all, yeah, right. Well, you can only eat it from, you know, the people who are willing to, to go in on that. Can, if, if you're in a, like, in a pinch, if you want to make these at home, can you use, like, dried shattered hand as a substitute, or does it have to be freshly shattered hand? Store-bought is fine. Yeah? Okay. I mean, you can, technically, you can do it without the hand, but... (laughs) But what's the point? What's the point? What's, once, once you get that, that flavor, once you have the craving for what that tastes like, there's just nothing that's going to stop you, and you're going to just keep wanting more and more, and you're going to keep finding friends who you hope, who you tell them about the sponsor, and you hope they're going to, they're going to want to try it out, and they're going to want to dip their hand into that liquid nitrogen and make you a snow cone of their hand and some eggs and sugar. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, boy. So go out and try yourself some sweet eggs, friends. World. Oh, oh how, howdy. Howdy, everybody. We're, we're back. Oh boy, howdy to you, too. Yeah. As we as we always say here in the Cowboys Zone, uh, gonna rustle up another episode of Digimon Adventure. This is number twenty two. It's called Forget About It, uh, but it's not written like like that. It's just. But the you words. know that they were. You know that they said it at least once. <laughs> yeah, somebody wrote, in the room. Somebody. They showed off their. They showed off their their funny idea, and then the the whole writers' room. Was quiet. Exploded in laughter. <laughs> <laughs> Exploded in indifference. <laughs> uh, in this episode, Tai and Agumon return to the digital world where Tokomon relays what has happened. The group has separated, and Demi Devimon has tricked TK into becoming his friend. Yeah, I am a I am a big fan of this kind of like time play. Where ooh, the first th- ooh. you heard it here first, ladies. Rory's in time play. Austin's Tinder. Now I'm three o'clock. I'm three o'clock, and you're five thirty. You, know, you establish that time moves differently in the real world than the digital world, and yeah. then own it when Ty spent a day in the real world, and now it's been like months I don't know, or something weeks, potentially. A month. Yeah. yeah, some a pretty large amount of time is my imp- is my impression. Yeah. Um, though I will say what they've done with it kind of smacks of just writing convenience because the, it seems like they really wanted to get back down to some smaller focused episodes with less characters. And so they're like, eh, let's split them up. Everybody just split up looking for time. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. disagree, but it, uh, but whatever, like it's the, it's no different than the conveniences they've used in the past to kind of like force plot hooks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, at least I, it, at least it gives imagine... the kind of episodes I like watching. Sure, sure. Like, I, I, the end result is not something that I'm upset with. But I do have to say that if I were in this situation and we're all upset that one of our seven friends from the real world has gone missing, my solution to the problem is not going to be like, well, why don't we just split up? And then, in effect, we're all missing. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, we don't have fucking phones that work in the digital world. I, if- I would say that. It initially felt really out of character to me, although I am holding out that we might get more of an explanation of what's going on. 
just because it yeah. seems like something else is is going on like people Maybe. are are getting separated from each other like matt didn't come back and sora's being super mm-hmm. shady in this episode. sora's being shady and we don't really know why it's that true. she's not like revealing herself so i think there there might be something else going on it's about the pieces at play right and then we're gonna spend the next like four episodes figuring out all right exactly in well, why you know what happened there i'll withhold judgment on this this development then until we see a Thank little bit you. more Okay, do you have a relative that worked on this writing team? <laughs> is this is there something yeah, you my, haven't told my us? Peepaw, my peepaw wrote the first Digimon. <laughs> Your peepaw's Japanese? Look, we don't have to <laughs> split hairs here. We don't have to get into this. I didn't know you were going to be race into it. <laughs> um, uh, what learned... I will say really quick, though, yeah. is uh, just before I forget the... My initial thought when I first saw the like episode title, the forget about it, and mm-hmm. then the the little clip for the image on Hulu is like Tai and Gabumon being like all excited about something. You and, mean Agumon? Or yeah, Tai and Agumon are all like excited about something, and my brain immediately went to the Gravity Falls bit where like all this shit happens to the town, and they all kind of collectively decide, never mind all that. Oh, and right. just kind of collectively dismiss all of the weird, unexplainable <laughs> shit that happened to the town. And after everything that was weird that just happened and they left and like went to another world and came back just to see them like, ah, forget about it. Hey, yeah. nothing happened. Feel bad. Forget about it. Don't think about the weird stuff. Forget about it. But no, it turns out it was talking about doing drugs. Yeah, doing magic mushrooms. It was talking about doing mushrooms. Digimon getting high on drugs in this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we learn a thing that I don't think has been true in previous episodes, but we're now having to swallow like it's been true the whole time, which is that the Tokemon's Digivices... demon teeth? His no. <laughs> terrifying maw? God, I hate Tokemon. <laughs> Tokemon <laughs> does have terrifying demon teeth, but I was talking about the Digivices being able to track each other. Yeah, I remember them <clears throat> using it for at, just in various little... Uh, Points, they're they're magic, so they serve yeah. whatever purpose they need to serve because they're magic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they're computer. Di- okay, yeah, they're magic. They're magic computers. Um, and yeah, so we run into Tokemon, who, yeah, it gets a little exhausting listening to Tokemon's voice this whole episode. Uh, yeah, to- Tokemon is the is the little ball form of Patamon, which is TK's Digimon. Uh, and With TK eight hundred rows of teeth inside. <laughs> and sorry, uh, Kevin. Uh, this TK is like the littlest kid in the group. Uh, he's super cute, but he's super young. He's like seven or something. So, uh, you know, I, you should listen to our backlog, Kevin. It's going to be really, it's really fun for you. I, I still don't think we need to make this easier for Kevin. Listen, cause he, he <laughs> knows we, what we've got. We've got to alienate Sorbo at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> we need to constantly thwart him and <laughs> his comprehension of Digimon. <laughs> Um, so, uh, they, the thing about it to me that is really fun is that we get a whole, like Rory was saying earlier, like we get a whole good, I don't know, it feels like five minute chunk of flashback, which is kind of interesting. We haven't really had storytelling like this before in the show. And we get to see Matt kind of be a little out of character perhaps. Yeah. 
a little bit, but but we we get a, a Gabumon is the bell of the ball when mm. uh, when Matt picks when Matt picks him to ride off in that swan boat. Oh my god, that swan boat <laughs> moment reminded me of that moment with Darian on the toy train. Yeah. Like like just a hunk in a ridiculous transportation situation. <laughs> That's I love my new uh, 2019 calendar. <laughs> in funny uh, cars. <laughs> Hunks and like small amusement cart <laughs> cars. Yeah. Uh yeah, so they all split up because they're all looking for Ty. Sora leaves first with Biomon, like in the middle of the night, and then they kind of split up, and then it's just uh Matt and Gabumon and TK and Patamon, and they find uh an amusement park, an abandoned amusement park, because of course it's all abandoned in the digital world. There's no people. And they Matt is like, I'm gonna be gone for a few hours. I'm gonna go check out the amusement park to stay here. I'll be back. And then fucking TK waits for a week. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like He's that dog moment park from bench. Futurama. He's under like a palm leaf. He's yeah. That, oh god. That, it's depressing as fuck. It's very upsetting, and it did make me feel things. Uh, and he thinks uh, he thinks uh, Matt left because he's a crybaby. <laughs> Dude, TK has some serious esteem issues in this. He does. Like, but also, I love that Tokomon says, uh, what are you, besides we've been working on the crying thing and you're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about, TK? Come uh, on, stop being a little bitch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, we talk about his self-esteem issues and uh, enter Demi Devimon, oh, who God. Uh, zeroes in on TK's insecurities. Yeah, Gaslightmon. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 100% Gaslight Mon. He is, okay, I think TK is a fucking idiot this episode, and I totally understand why he was, like, emotionally raw and, like, ready to listen to somebody who's just going to be nice to him, but... His name is Demi Devamon. Devamon was the fucking devil that we fought in, like, the first arc. Did did anybody, like, watch this show? Did any (laughs) of the characters in this show watch the show? Because... It's it's Devamon. It's little Devamon. Like, and he's not good. He's not a good Digimon. No, Tokomon. You needed the you Digimon needed Jesus who's... to cut him in half about thirteen episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like Tokomon and slash Patamon has been with TK since the beginning of this show. They should have a trust to each other. And Tokomon straight up says, "Hey, he's not a very good guy." And TK is like, "Nope, I'm gonna buy this whole bullshit hook, line, and sinker." And Demi Devamon's like. Hey, your brother said that you're a crybaby and he never wants to see you again. And TK <laughs> buys it instantly. Yeah. So upsetting. Well, he did just, it, I mean, yeah, I, I think from our point of view, it's completely unbelievable. But he did just spend a week waiting for his brother to not come back. Right. Right. And yeah, I mean, it obviously plays into more of those deep self-esteem issues that he felt that, look, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm a crybaby, I'm annoying, nobody likes me, Ty doesn't like me anymore. Yeah. Like, it's it's constant. And it's it's honestly, um, you know, kind of a, a really fascinating character trait and character thing that they're grappling with, with this very real issue that people have of this, like, constant voice in their head going, you suck, you suck, you're not good enough. Yeah. In a in a like fun that way, Bojack Horseman episode. Oh my god, that yeah. episode is so good. Yeah. Um, in a fun way, it's almost it. It almost seems like the whole cast is sort of like we're semi one dimensional. We're just t- going through and trying to solve problems, and then TK is in the corner going like, "Someone listen mm-hmm. to me. I have real issues." 
Like, I have yeah. real problems. Please, someone help me. Um, I mean, later in the episode, he just unloads on Ty. Holy crap. Yeah. Ty is incredibly inequipped to handle that emotion. <laughs> Can um, you be my brother instead? I don't think yeah. that's how it works. Shut up, Ty. <laughs> but no, it, it did. I, I wish some of what they had spoken about was stuff we'd gotten to see a little bit earlier. When, when Ty and uh, TK are reunited, it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. And I thought provided a, some pretty believable grist for why Ty and Matt are so sort of uh, contrarian to each other. Mm. Is that uh, in TK's explanation, Matt's uh, jealous. Of Matt's incredibly relation. jealous of Ty being somebody TK looks up to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, which uh-huh. is a cool a cool angle. Um, because it it makes it not just that like Matt is upset that Ty is like the goggle he, he boy leader. Goggles, yeah. Like he's Ty's like, like it's, the fun uncle who yeah. doesn't yeah. have to doesn't have to put the kid to bed. He can just give him candy and sweets and like <laughs> go out to the ball game. But yeah. then doesn't have to give him, you know, chores. And Dimatap. Right. <laughs> and yucky Dimatap. <laughs> okay, straight up, though, like, you get the good Dimatap, and that stuff is tasty. Mm, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so for a long time in this episode, Demi Devimon's plan was a little strange to me. Like, it, on the face of it, it just seems like he was trying to poison the well, Iago style. And then get in good with TK because I guess he needed a friend. And I was like, I feel like this has to have a twist at some point. Like, we've got I to mean, find I don't out. think he had a plan. It doesn't seem like until until Rosencrantz and Guildenstern find the find the mushrooms <laughs> that he had any uh, that was some sort of grand scheme. Right. Also, I was kind of annoyed that they were that they were forget me not mushrooms because. There's a there's a really funny little line where what are these guys called? Do you remember the name of the Gazimon? Gazimon. The Gazimons, the little rabbit punks, uh, yeah, uh, have decided to 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 quit uh, now that Edamon's uh, whammied. Now that Edamon's inside of a portal, <laughs> and uh, Demi Devamon find, finds them loafing around in in the forest with these mushrooms. And I thought when they were like, "Who's Edamon? Who? What? 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 What, what should we do?" Uh, that they were just being incorrigible. Oh, and right. not that they literally just like OD'd on weird oh, mushrooms, yeah. right? Because they were funnier as as fuck around boys than than just a plot device to show us that these mushrooms are dark. Yeah, yeah, they weren't in there as much as maybe there could have been. But I think they've also we've run into the issue where when you have more than one Digimon and they can't assign names at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's too weird to start giving out individual names. Like you can't cross yeah. that Rubicon. It's not a Clone Wars situation where they've all got numbers and we can refer to them as their numbers. Like they're just Gazimon. Hey Gazimon, right. it's me, Gazimon. Okay, so the the rest of the stuff that happens, they they reunite. So so TK's off being being like just a little fuckboy with Demi Devimon and riding amusement park rides until they you know until they have to poop or whatever. And oh my god, I an Agumon is the only like pooping Digimon. <laughs> he has to poop so often. I didn't know his special ability was IBS, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it is his cross to bear. 
it's like those those intrinsic values in Pokemon where you're like, you don't know which ones you're going to get. Like, oh, shit, I hatched a, an Agumon with IBS. <laughs> got to re-roll this. I got to reload my save. I can't deal with this IBS Agumon. Um, but they uh, they show up. But he gets everybody's a message reunited. from Sora on the toilet. On the, on the, on the toilet, he's visited from, from a spectral Sora. <laughs> Yeah, and Sora, yeah. Sora warns him that the mushrooms are bad, like right as Demi Devamon's being like, hey, everybody, let's just chill and eat some shrooms. And and Agumon shows up just in time to be like, no, those shrooms are bad. Why don't you eat one, Demi Devimon? And then, of course, TK finally realizes that uh, our boy DD has been blowing smoke up his little butt. And <laughs> everything goes to shit from there, and it's a big fight. But Sora's just hiding in the woods What's yeah, with that? So I don't know about you guys, but coming off of coming off of a couple like uh, time sensitive episodes, uh, the 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 obvious conclusion for me, not conclusion, but like the first first guess I have is that she's traveled back in time. That this is a future Sora and can't can't oh. fuck up the timeline. I kind of felt that way too, but I wasn't sure. Or maybe maybe like she is invisible somehow. Yeah, you know, like. Oh, no. There's something fucked up. Like, yeah, it's it's like a the end of uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, where, oh. you know the time turner situation, and they come back and do like a few things here and there in key moments. Yes, Rory, Maybe. that's a that's a Harry Potter reference. You got you got you got a, you got a sigh for me. You get a thick a thick uh, a sigh of disdain as we as we go down the Harry Potter. It's my gonna, wizard gonna, stuff. <laughs> Oops, my wizard stuff. I'm gonna cast a spell of ignoring you and all your comments. <laughs> You're uh, just a bully. <laughs> I had a good time with the the fight scene at the end of this yeah. episode. Uh, uh-huh. There's a pretty fun shot where where because uh, Tokemon evolves into Patamon. Uh, Digivolves. Sorry, I don't want to fuck up this whole situation. <laughs> sorry, Rory. Uh, Digivolves into Patamon, and they start duking it out, but pretty early in the fight, there's a sweet shot where Demi Devimon, who, I don't know what we've described him, he's basically like a a little, a fat Zubat, sort of, with a a face, and he takes his- skull mask. Yeah. He takes his wing and, like, fucking elbow gut checks uh, Patamon, and it is a kind of a, like, a surprisingly brutal shot, and he goes flying, and- it was it was sad. Like I, I got a little worried for my little gerbil friend. Yeah. Uh yeah. Patamon is not a great like fighter. No. No. No, not but really. I, I don't know. I there's something I really dug about this episode where Demi Devamon, because he is a sort of he is a you know he's a shadow of Devamon. Yeah. And that was sort of who TK defeated at the end of the first arc and mm-hmm. arguably didn't really earn or justify that moment yeah right, right? andromon just sort of shows up and cuts him in half and then says so i must seeing, go yeah seeing tk and demi devamon uh have this episode i thought was a pretty cool return to that um theme mm-hmm. yeah he's just destined to fight judeo-christian <laughs> characters for- <laughs> <laughs> he is the slayer uh <laughs> Yeah. yeah, speaking of Buffy, we do get a new big bad at the end. Oh shit, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know who it is, but it it looks like Didn't a he say big his name? angry I forget. I don't think he said his I, name. I don't think so. We just saw a bunch of bats and red light. Yeah, clearly he's like a Yeah, he's Dracula. just a little bit more vampire-y than Devamon. I'm going like, to guess yeah. his name is Which is a lot. Vampamon. Dr- yeah, yeah, but I mean like 
Yeah, but like <laughs> Devimon was already like 70-30 Satan Dracula. Yeah. This guy's this just kind of more switched like a it. 30, 70, this guy's yeah. a 30-70 Dracula <laughs> split. <laughs> yeah. You've increased so... the Dracula by 30 times. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, increased Dracula that much? There was a there was a pretty sweet sick burn right at the very end of that uh, fight scene where he's getting where Patamon's getting chucked around a lot by Demi Devimon and DD says, uh, "Hey, you know you should really consider renting yourself out as a football," <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of liked because that seems like a fun career path. <laughs> Professional football. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> Points. Uh, yeah. So then they they kind of end it, and everybody's together, and uh, well, TK and Ty are together. Right, yeah. right, exactly. All everybody who we've seen in this episode except Sora, and uh, TK and Patamon make up, and they're basically like, let's just forget this ever happened, okay? And they make a couple jokes about the mushrooms, and then we walk off into the sunset. And I thought I liked that little that little exchange. The, I did too. It was the, cute. The the forget me not mushrooms were such a such a MacGuffin-y thing that at least we got a little bit of uh, character stuff to hang a hat on. Mm-hmm. Like they used it as like a almost like a metaphor. Like yeah, like whoa, someone's writing in the in the writer's room. <laughs> I mean, it's also it's like fun poison. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the fun poison. It is the fun poison. Or uh, you can have somebody actually eat them and not die and not have these horrible, like, swollen, distended tummies and, and glassy eyes. And, you know, you know, you don't see Gazimans <laughs> strewn across the. Yeah, they didn't explode. Right. Oh, man. Uh, a fun fact about this one uh, in the original Japanese before that, like, they, they actually made a couple edits to this episode. And one of the things that they took out was uh demi devimon has an attack called uh his like demi dart and they cut it out because it looked basically like he was throwing a syringe (laughs) and they were like "Ooh, gross (laughs) we've already got magic mushrooms in this one yeah we can't (laughs) throw every drug at (laughs) (laughs) now they're doing heroin Mm. (laughs) yeah it was a it was a fun one. I'm excited to see what happens next. But yeah, we're, we're we we appear to be back in a small group. Let's find each person. You know, like when we got File Island separated. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a similar kind of setup. Um, I think they're gonna probably one an episode. We're gonna find a new friend and figure out what they've been up to. Uh, I hope there's some character drama about it. Um, no time in this whole episode did Ty mention he had gone back home. I feel like that's, true. that's yeah, kind of a, a thing that I mean, he needs look, to talk TK, about. TK is, is not, like, going to do much with that information. <laughs> wow. Hey, you want to go ride the merry-go-round? <laughs> like, oh, cool. You All right. This is the end of my... I know nothing about this. I'm a child. Uh, I'm a baby. Should we move on, move on to yeah. Sailor Moon? Yeah, let's roll. Hey, Rory. Oh, well, what is it? Uh, I couldn't help but notice when I was like, uh, we were sitting on the bus together and you didn't see me and I was looking at your phone. And what was that? You were scrolling up and down 
at, at the at the at the bus on the phone uh, was a new nationwide event, a very exciting new event that is our new sponsor, and that's called Hands Inside America. Want to tell us about it? Yeah, I would love to tell you about Hands Inside America, the uh, the nationwide uh, viral viral uh, event where uh, everybody um, makes a puppet and. Uh, you have to live your life in the day of a puppeteer. You have oh. to go through your. You have to go to work, and uh, people will only address you uh, by your puppet master name. What's <laughs> a puppet master name? Is that like the, the street you were born like, on, and the like? No, it's like it's like pet. Gary the Stupendous, and and this is <laughs> and this is uh, Bird. <laughs> Just bird. Uh, the the hilarious character from The Wire, Bird. <laughs> you know, everybody has a good time. What's not to love about talking to puppets? I'm thrilled. I can't wait <laughs> for this to happen. What if I don't yeah, have so, a puppet? Well, you can, you know, get a sock or uh, an old an old burger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most things puppet if you just put your hand in them. Is there a possibility that I could volunteer to be a puppet? Ooh, I like your kink, sir. I mean, I don't know that it, it's not an official uh, capacity. But I bet it happens all the time. You could find somebody to reach way up inside your America. <laughs> <laughs> Go rooting That's... around from Michigan. Hands inside America after dark. <laughs> <laughs> and treat you like the sock puppet you know you are. Wow. Well, uh, we'll be sure to check it out. Make sure yeah, to spread so, the awareness and make sure everybody across America is all getting their hands inside. Putting their hands, put their hands in there. Thanks, Rory. Thank you. And thanks, America. <laughs> and thanks, puppets. Well, Oklahoma, my friends, uh, where the wind uh, does goes through the cowboy area, just uh, breezing and on rides up, up under on his... the saddle to our next show, uh, Sailor Moon episode nineteen, and that episode is titled Molly's Folly, and the synopsis for that goes: Neflite creates a crystal that will allow him to track down the Imperium Silver Crystal. The crystal guides him to Molly. He heads to the city and once again disguises himself at Ma- as Maxfield Stanton. Serena finds out about this and plans to stop Neflite. Meanwhile, Zoocyte and Malachite plot to make sure the ne- that Neflite won't find the crystal. 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 There are a lot of crystals in this episode. So much. So much and so many. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm a little confused because... We've been calling it on the show. We've been calling it the Imperium Silver Crystal, but I think on the show he calls it like the Silver Moon Crystal. The Silver Moon, yeah. They can't mm-hmm. really keep this straight. No, there, there's no. They're flying by the seat of their pants. The, the, this dub is held together by shoestrings. Um, yeah. But it was a good episode. I liked it. Uh, yeah. Though it made me so unreasonably upset with Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our girl Molly is is in a rough spot. Uh, she's got it. She's got it bad for Neflite. Yeah, she does. And not, she's got, she's and not got really a raging, Maxfield. 
He's raging like, Cajun in the in the downs in in, uh, in the in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Down in New yeah. Orleans, like it starts and she's pining for. She literally mentions. She says Nephilim. Like yeah, not, that's a I think that was a, I think that error. was a production oversight because they oh, do really? switch. I well, yeah. I, I can't say for sure because I've never. I don't remember her ever intro- being introduced to Nephilim. And then remembers. for the rest of the episode, it's Maxfield again. Yeah, right. no, it's a dub error. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Uh, because later she has to be surprised when they reveal that he's not human. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, just the fact that his name is Nephilim does not necessarily suggest that he's from space. No, but the fact that she knew him as Maxfield Stanton and then also right. knew he had a different name should be a little spooky for yeah, an I mean, older man going several... after a 15-year-old girl. There are still a thousand red flags. Oh, my God. I mean, about Maxfield Stanton <laughs> in, in general, but... Uh, so, so the episode. I mean, oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, just that that it starts off probably whatever you whatever you were gonna say was, uh, but better. Uh, <laughs> no, no. zip zap uh, zooey got him. <laughs> uh, no, just that she was talking with Serena, and right off the bat, Serena figures out that she's you know, she's got that she's got that tough bone. She wants to be heavy <laughs> friends with Maxfield Stan. <laughs> well, it's super weird because. Like, there's a great moment where she's like, no, it's probably just that I've fallen in love. And then immediately Serena gets so paranoid and is like, uh, I hope it's not with Tuxedo Mask or Andrew because I got dibs on both of them. Yeah. Because we're going to have a down. super yeah. European three-way marriage. <laughs> I already have it planned. <laughs> I, yeah. I would not be surprised Although I if feel her like... notebook was full of, like, three-way marriages. <laughs> like schematics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the doodles for the like the trellis she's like the... planning planning her her defense of their marriage in court you know yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> no so she tells him it's maxfield stanton and obviously uh Yee. yeah ooh, that's, that's <laughs> terrible there's a there's a fun kind of like the one noteworthy thing that i can think of that uh was really cut in this episode is right at that moment because when she says that she's like in a in Japanese, she says something like, oh, but I'm in a, like a mature romance. Serena is like instantly frozen. And then someone playing in the in the pool hits her with a beach ball on the head. And then she just sort of slowly falls into the water. <laughs> uh, I don't know That's why great. they cut it. That's very funny to me. Uh, I love it. But but yeah, so she's she's obviously I mean, that sets off the conflict really easy. We didn't even need Melvin to scream it at us. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, there was also a great moment in this in the early part where she's explaining it to uh, Luna and Ray and Mal and and uh, Amy. Amy. Yeah, she goes mm-hmm. full blown Kathy. Well, yeah, I mean, she's like <laughs> explaining the problem to everybody, and then there's a point where she's like thumping her chest about like how frustrated she is about it, and she makes mm. herself cough. Yeah. yeah. It's just a it's just a weird funny moment. It's just a complete non sequitur at the end of the scene, but it's hilarious. It's just she like pounds herself in the chest and then coughs a bunch. Yeah, no, no. This this actress and in conjunction with you know the, I think the animation. I think she's she's really kind of zeroed in on the on the tone, but she she goes full like Tartuffe the Spry Wonder Dog. Like <laughs> she, she is she is silly as fuck. This episode, yeah. Oh, shit, Rory. <laughs> sometimes the things that come out of your mouth make me so happy. Oh, God. And uh, sometimes so sad. So then we cut away to the villains, and 
uh, Beryl is like calling Nephlight and he's like, new phone, who dis? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like not picking up. And uh, so Zoocyte goes over to his house. His gothic I guess, mansion. His base house or something. Um, and is like, yo, what's up, man? You suck. And we're trying <laughs> to get the No, you crystal. suck. <laughs> and, and then he's like, she's so vindictive. And like, yeah, dude, he forgot you all of his sarcasm. That- he just told us he went to sarcasm school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, he's in his head, yeah, he's like, Zoocyte, so vindictive. Why is she so mean? I'm going to crush her and find the thing before she does, because she's so vindictive. <laughs> Dog, you got to you gotta yeah. look at what you're doing. Uh, and then we get one more little moment with Malachite and Zoocyte. Our, uh, oh, yeah, canoodling in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Can- they found some cavern to, to, to spoon in. Get and then their, there's like a their, weird old crone in the back who's watching him. Yeah, the karate witch. <laughs> What is there a karate witch? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like a, like a crotchety oni of some kind. Oh my god, she's no, she shows up at the end. Oh, shit. She, oh, shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the karate witch from the credits. Oh, yeah. snap. Okay, that's exciting. Uh, With all but the, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're like canoodling kabuki masks or something. There's a lot of mm-hmm. like no. More maybe it's more of a no no theater mask, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Netflight makes a crystal to find a crystal. You know what they say? It takes <laughs> a crystal. <laughs> I'm sorry to date a teenager. Yeah, that's that's what they say. Uh, so Luna was basically like, "Oh, we should all we should help Molly." And Serena's like, "Okay, she's my friend. I'll handle it." And Luna's like, "Fuck, I hate relying on my least favorite daughter." And <laughs> Then Serena goes and proves her right because she has literally no plan. And then her plan is to go ask the hottest boys in her life what they think. (laughs) God, she Uh, has her priorities so good. I love them. Uh, And then Luna gives the really good line delivery where she says, like, why do I bother to try? (laughs) Yeah, Luna was great in this one, too. Oh, she's so wonderful. Well, Serena says to to, to her her council of hunks. (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to the court, to the court, of, to the court. I call a hunk uh, moot. <laughs> were, uh, when they were trying, drinking they were cocoa. like, the hunks of the West. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, oh my God, the let's go get cocoa. Well, we have to, st- uh, we have to full stop and talk about the cocoa. Please. Andrew, what a fucking dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> let's all get some cocoa. He drinks. He's, he's, a, he's a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go you, think get you think they got coffee and then they decided to just not expose children to caffeine? <laughs> uh, who knows? Oh, it's so good though. I, I love. I mean, they've also gotten malts. So Andrew, I feel like Andrew's character design has gotten slightly more generic as these episodes have gone by because he really struck me as like a Pokemon anime side character in this. Like yeah, he, he shows does up kind in, of feel in his like, apron. Like as Tuxedo Mask kind of pulls ahead in the hunk race mm-hmm. that he's being ghosted by yeah. the animation team. <laughs> yeah, they've like thrown away half of his assets. You know, already. Like, look, we're not going to focus on this guy. So like, yeah, let's save some time here. We don't uh, need to stoke those hunk fires. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no, no. When they when they were asking her what's wrong and she says, uh, what is it? Uh, my best friend is getting herself into trouble and I don't know what I should do about it. Um, I don't know. The, the delivery was on point. Yeah. And 
and also yeah just like i said the the like serena was at i was at 10 this whole episode Mm -hmm. and it was fucking great yeah well andrew's masterful oh much food oh god yeah she orders a pizza she She orders a a double bacon cheese and a jumbo chocolate shake and a pepperoni pizza and then the, the boys just look at each other nervously like, I don't know that I have the money for that. And like, I love that their assumption isn't that she's going to pay because this has probably happened like 20 times before. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's at, nobody's, you know, nobody's dating. I don't know why they think they have to pay. Yeah. That's all. But she seems to think one of them is picking up the tab. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's not Darren. No, clearly not. No, that cheapskate. Hell no. <laughs> But Andrew, like, she asked her advice, and Andrew's first, like, like great idea is basically just like, I don't know, wait a bit and see what happens. And Darian's like, uh, why don't you just fucking talk to your friend? <laughs> and I think Darian really shows value in that moment. You know? He does. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's good advice. And then she even is like, wow, that's great advice. That advice made me hungry. And then she orders yeah, all I feel the like food. This is, the, the, this, this is basically the first time we've seen him address her like as a normal human. Yeah. Yes. Well, especially because Andrew's big plan is like, hey, how about you do nothing? You want some more cocoa? <laughs> no, Andrew, I <laughs> don't. We just, it's a bad idea. Why don't we just sip on cocoa and, and Andrew, wait our, wait our is, problems. To, who's watching we'll the arcade, Andrew? The answers you seek aren't at the bottom of a cocoa mug. <laughs> I'll read your I'll read your chocolate leaves. <laughs> um I love I mean I loved it early with 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 Molly and then it got old where she's like she she is confronted with the idea that Maxfield might not be a good guy and then she's actually going like that can't be true he's so gentle. And I did mm-hmm. feel bad for her. I felt bad a little bit because that sucks yeah. to get bamboozed hardcore. Um, yeah, we have another episode of gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the, I mean, I guess at this point, yes. But the, the part of the reveal is that maybe Neflite's uh, less than full evil, right? Yeah, we get yeah. a little bit of Neflite redemption happening uh, <laughs> with uh, a not- Molly, <laughs> Molly, <laughs> Molly. <laughs> I had that written down exactly like as phonetically as possible. Molly. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, but before we get too far. Um, yeah. He calls uh, her. He a... calls her up at home. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, I don't, well, no, don't want to jump so over Serena here. Actually, Serena actually has to go and tell Molly. Right. Yes, yeah. Of she course. goes and tells uh, Molly. So uh, she goes over to Molly's place and really quickly dumps the load of all of her concerns and frustrations and that he's an alien and he's bad. <laughs> and evil and he's trying to harvest the world for energy <laughs> uh, and then she bounces before she can say a single word yeah, okay gotta then, go okay gotta go and then she's talking to luna this is my favorite part where she debriefs with luna mm-hmm. um and luna's like did you did you just tell her everything and then run away is <laughs> is that what happened is that what happened <laughs> yes Yes. <laughs> it's, it's really I good. I knew I should have gone with you. Yeah. No, it's really, it's just really great. At this point, Luna is so wise to Serena's dumb shittery that, you know, she's, she's so over it. Yeah. Um, I have a, so, so he calls, Maxfield calls up Molly at home. Her mom answers, and then there's no red flags on the mom's side. She's just like, hey, Molly, there's this old guy on the phone for you. His name's Maxfield. 
And then she's really excited to pick up the phone. And the mom's just kind of like, I'm sure that's fine. And then Molly disappears and suddenly her mom is is freaking uh, because he's called her out to meet at the park. And then my favorite line of the whole episode, because it's the worst line to give a Canadian to say. You can't have a Canadian voice actor say the yeah, line. There was strong Canada in this episode. I'm sorry to make you come out so late. <laughs> you can't have a Canadian say that line. Yeah, everybody's going to know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that they have to hide the fact that they're Canadian, like it's some dirty little mattress secret, but like... <laughs> My mattress secrets. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to get that show off the ground. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I loved, I loved that moment. And he kind of he kind of uh, manipulates her into getting this crystal from her mom's jewelry store. Man, they have they've had a fucking field day with the fact that Molly's mom is a jeweler. Like, <laughs> no other like minute bit of backstory has gotten so much mileage. <laughs> yeah, it gets it's a lot. The of first play. episode. It's, it's the princess with a episode. Relationship with gemstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets. He gets her to come out, and then he gets her to steal the thing, and she runs off with it. And that is kind of drastic. Like, she shoplifts in the middle of the night. Oh, she just, she just robs her mom's safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shoplifting. That's full-blown that's full felony. Yeah. Felony burglary or whatever you call it. Felony robbery. One of the two. I think it's burglary if there's no violence. Cool. Or it could just be a family disagreement. uh yeah what happens what happens right after that i'm forgetting Um, Uh, she she runs back serena runs to the to the park after her in a uh in a pretty cool little montage oh yeah yeah she's like running and thinking and talking Um, to the mom and it gets a little bit busy as the as everybody shows up because neflite's there uh serena's there the, the other sailor scouts show up yeah uh, the karate witch appears out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah, so the the but the the black crystal that neflite makes to try to find the the real crystal isn't giving him bub kiss on the the little pearl that she got um but it is reacting to molly yeah and so maybe some, molly's our moon princess no, yeah, or it's fun. some kind of. I think it's kind of just the the love energy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's happening. Or maybe Molly is the crystal, and we're gonna have she's, to harvest her. She's some Pikachu yes. tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, it's really like when he has to switch back and forth. Like when you get when we get his internal Neflite monologue and then his external Maxfield voice. It's really funny. Like they're very different because Neflite is just super growly, and Maxfield kind of yeah. sounds like the the pilot from the from Airplane. You know, like, well, have you ever seen a grown man naked? You know, like, <laughs> like his very very uh, strange, almost radio like delivery while talking to Molly, and and then jumping back to Vegeta uh, here. Uh, it's reacting to her love energy. Uh, yeah. He must have fun. I think the voice actors all had fun with this episode. I bet. God, yeah. I bet it was a fucking blast to do this show. (laughs) Speaking as a person who'd like to be a voice actor, I think that you could have fun with even the stinkiest piece of poo. Like, 
as much as like as long as you're given a little bit of free reign to just like Vegeta it up or whatever the hell it is you want to do, like <laughs> yeah. That's well, super yeah, they fun. just do it. I mean, they're kind of just Molly. doing Kabuki theater, right? <laughs> Molly. <laughs> Molly. Uh, yeah, so the scouts, the scouts show up. They all, all three, all three ponies pull out their one trick and, uh, and, you know, they do their thing. And then Serena chucks her tiara. And then there's a really surprising moment to me. Yeah. Uh, throws it at Neflite. Then Molly steps in front Molly of it. Molly cock blocks it. Yeah. Fucking Molly. I don't you've clearly seen that he's an evil demon, and then at this point you're still gonna be like, No, but I love him. Because I'm 14 and I don't <laughs> know what real love feels like. <laughs> you really think that? Uh you really think so? <laughs> She's just I'm Gilbert Godfrey. She, <laughs> she just Gilbert Godfrey at this point. <laughs> hey Jafar! <laughs> It's so on point. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just, it's uh, Gilbert Godfrey and Batman in a, (laughs) in a, in in a relationship. Beautiful. Uh, So Serena's able to, like, use her mind to stop the tiara from hitting Molly. And oh, I thought Molly stopped it with her with her love bubs. No, I think I think it's implied that no. Serena is the like Ser- she's, she's going like, like no, please stop, please stop, and then it, uh, okay. So I think yeah, she has some it, measure of control over it after she's checked it, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, then we get a really, really, really brief fight scene with the Karate Witch, and she gets Tiara to death. Right. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, the you know. The audience demands blood, and we got to see somebody get cut in half, even yeah. if they haven't been on screen for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we we demand our blood sport from our <laughs> teenagers. And, uh, you know, yeah. The, yeah, the Oni monster gets cut, and then we have this, like, moment with Neflite where they're all just kind of talking to each other, like, just like dudes. Yeah. You know, like, they're all just chatting. They're not fighting each other, and Netflight's kind of like not sure what he's doing. Yeah, because he has he saves Molly, uh, right? Like, because the the evil Karate Witch is gonna gonna fuck with her, and then he like stops it and saves her and goes Molly, and <laughs> and then they're like, "What the fuck's with that?" And he's like, "No comment." And yeah, it's it's odd. And then he just sort of walks off, and they let him, and he disappears. Like, I'd be. I'd be throwing another tiara. That fucker needs to die. Yeah. I mean, who's to say Molly's not going to jump in front again? Yeah. But... Well, and I think they're also hoping that he's turning over a new leaf. Right. Or that, that there's potential kind of the, for it. That was the hope was Serena's hope was like, can you please, you know, melt your wicked heart or something? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Oh, little. <laughs> they they give him some tracks to hope he shows up at Sunday school. <laughs> uh, we'll pray for you. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see what happens with Molly from here on out. I mean, I did not expect her to become important to an arc. That is, yeah, certainly a thing. Yeah, um, I wonder if like this is setting up for her to just like leave or go somewhere else. So that Serena can have more like real, like cool superhero friends and not have to keep dealing with like her normie friend Molly. I don't know. 
Serena's about to get into some much more like cosmic stuff. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Sailor says. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What, what was it? It was like, don't gossip. Well, first, oh, yeah. don't, be, like, don't be a chatty Kathy. It was like, tell your friends the truth, even if it's hard. And then right. also don't gossip. Like yeah, it was like two into gossip, <laughs> which I feel like is not is. I mean, let, Serena's Serena's of uh, a hot gossip. I think we are <laughs> yeah. all. I mean, like, yeah, she's like she's not bad. she's not she's not walking the walk on this one. Yeah, but they even like. Like, it's clear that they didn't have a lot of textual support for using that because they bring in visuals from, like, ten episodes ago to to underpin this whole point. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope that they keep doing the Sailor Says for the rest of the whole show, but I could definitely see it just full-on losing steam. <laughs> like, how do you yeah. have things to say every time? Especially when an episode is entirely in, like, deep canon cosmic shit, and they're, like, you know, in the 12th galaxy of, yeah. you know, of Remulon, and they're, like, don't smoke. on, like, <laughs> goddess power. <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, you know, smoking isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, look, I'm sorry if no lessons were covered in this episode, but. Yeah. We will see. Yes, indeed. All right, that's Sailor Moon. Well, cow pokes and cow friends and cow people who don't like to get poked, uh, this is this is the end because that that high noon sun is setting, and it's time <laughs> to uh, to mosey off into the saloon, the OK Corral, where we say goodbye. To all the cowboys. Because, you know... Because they, they have a life cycle of one day, they die at the end of every high noon sunset. Yeah, like phoenixes, they die and rise again with the... Right. With the with the, you, with the with the high noons. But you don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys, because they'll, they'll wax and wane like the moon. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be as fickle as the moon. <laughs> so that was a... That was a like a 60% effort theme this this week. It came uh, it, much like the fickle cowboy it it, <laughs> uh, it came and went uh, as we needed it. Although I will say I think our stronger nugget was was just our frustration with with our man Kevin Sorbo. Kevin, uh, I hope that you stuck circus. with us. Yeah, no Sorbo Sorbo was a much better theme than uh, <laughs> and, cowboy and we just want to be clear that he is not welcome here. Uh, and if he is trying to parse, you know, if he somehow figured out, yeah, the, and his Google alert, his Google at the alert, the name Kevin off. Sorbo was purely incidental. <laughs> it's like rusty and... old Google alert that hasn't gone off in in two years. <laughs> Starts. I'm back. <laughs> Call the Sorbo's, cons. Sorbo's back, baby. Uh, I got bad news for you, Kevin. It's not. It's not going to happen. Put, We're put, deriding your tail you. back between your legs and walk it off. Yeah. Go make so, like a cowboy and fucking. So see a sorbo and, and leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as our episodes this week, uh, we had some really like some nice emotional moments, and then there were Silverhawks. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. That's pretty. Couple, accurate. couple good ones, and then a real big stinker, big silver stinker. But 
who knows what next week will hold. Uh, and I actually wanted to to have maybe a little brief uh, or debriefing on Silverhawks, kind of just gauge you know gauging where we're at with it because <clears throat> I feel conflicted because like I I think we've I touched on I am still really enjoying the episodes. Same at at face value, they are they are entertaining. Um, but I'm also trying to be cognizant of of how what their traction is like and and we talked about how the characters aren't changing yep uh, there's yeah. no no adaptation or growth and i was just trying to like do we do we want to do would we do a whole another run of it would we just kind of keep watching until we get bored and you know address that issue as it comes up yeah i don't know i think yeah. that i think that we just i think that i've got a few more in me and then I so and then i think we should call it i I do agree. Like, I'm definitely enjoying it, too. And to be fair, character growth and that kind of strong writing, like, we're watching 80s and 90s cartoons. Like, there's not a ton of things that are actually going to meet that criteria. But it also, there's, like, a a hidden criteria for us in this podcast, right, where we have to be able to, like, continually find new things to enjoy, whether or Mm -hmm. not it's because they're terrible or, or whatever, uh, and, and I think we've talked Whether about that's it that, counting how many nets show up. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a season of cartoons. So, yeah, uh, I think that I think that I'm quickly I'm quickly losing patience, but I am still enjoying it. So, like, it's it's like a no yeah. hard feelings thing. It's a high risk, high reward. I would say <laughs> I yeah. think there's a, a good chance that we're going to get a stinker lemon like today. But sometimes <laughs> you get triangulons. And- yeah. <laughs> and, and even this stinker was a, a, a significant. um improvement over over shows we've cut over dinosaurs and sonic like the stinkers of those were dirty stinkers oh man <laughs> those are some dirty yeah. skid mark underwear but but you know Filled you know to the brim silverhawks has yet to irradiate a lot of meat patties so i would say true there's been no cave boys well <laughs> we have had i don't know the triangulons and that time boy yeah and poker face but uh. <laughs> We get some. We get some good ones. I I even would be open to a time jump in in getting sure. like what does Start. what does ten episodes from now bring us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind kind of if if there's any sort of like top ten kinda list scrubbing scrubbing through the archives <laughs> here of, of Silverhawks. Yeah. Well, maybe once we'll we get to like you know deeper canon, we can start to like puzzle what maybe what we missed. <laughs> yeah, any, like huge developments that have happened and we've. We've not seen them. Well, that could also be a fun special too, right? Exactly. Like, like what just did we just miss? pick pick several episodes to watch that sort of are like a, a tour through the rest of the show. Yeah, ah, that could be fun. Well, I, I mean, I still think there's legs for that with some of the other shows we've cut too. Absolutely. But we will see what time will will bring us. All right. I hope you enjoyed our shop talk. Uh. But sometimes I think that's interesting. I mean, we we talk a lot outside of this podcast. Uh, the true. actual the actual recorded moments, like we talk a lot about what we're doing and what we what we're thinking about the shows that we're watching. So we mostly talk about triangulons. I yes. think that's <laughs> like if there well, was a word cloud of this canon. Triangulon is big and in the middle. Yeah. Uh, okay. And Kevin, that was from the last episode, not this one. But yes. Uh, you know what? You can go. But you're you not you're not welcome it. to to our backlog. No. Yeah, fuck off, Kevin. Uh, so I think that Austin, you need to you owe us your traditional sign out. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's where, uh, as we know, uh, we deliver a wonderful final line that is our cherished words that we've said every time uh, from from the beginning. Uh, those words never change. Immutable, like the like the the pillars of stone uh, through the earth, um, and that those words that we say are twisting in the wind. Yes. Good night, everybody. <laughs> night, night, sweeties. <laughs> Goodbye, my precious babies. Don't listen to my compliments, Sorbo. Sorbo, these aren't for you. Sorbo, go. Sorbo, <laughs> go. Kisses Sorbo, are not go. for you. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to episode 23 of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I want to especially thank our sponsor, Sweet Eggs and Hands Inside America. Well, you can just you can find us on SaturdayMorningTuesdays.com, and that's SadAmTuesdays.com if you're looking to spell it and go to it. Now, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, give us a rating, or get your social media juices flowing on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just come on, stop by our computer house and ring our bells and, and say hi, and we're just going to be there. We'll welcome you inside, because come and do that. Again, that's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're there. Go! And next week, we're watching Silverhawks, episode 10. We're watching Digimon, episode 23, and Sailor Moon, episode 20. Watch those, and then we'll talk about them. Bye-bye. <laughs>